Welcome to the Y'all Need Help podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Jesse. We're back here again for the remainder of the relationship episode, part, part two, two uh, with our special guests. They're special, all right. <laughs> Maybe that's just the, the penis gallery. Say hello. I thought it's the stallion gallery. <laughs> No. The we stable? Don't have to be out here. The stable? <laughs> we love you girls totally. being out here. I'm sure you fucking the, do. The nickname's great, I think. I do. You would. If you guys come up with a different nickname for yourselves. If you start calling yourself the Scissor Sisters, then we, we can, will call you that. <laughs> we can go with whatever whatever it is that you, you guys This do. is how you end relationships. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there it is. So, you know, previously we were, uh, you know, on the topic of, of finances, obviously, um, with relationships being a, a, a major strain for a lot of people, um, you know, just in, in how money is spent. Um, some people value money more than others. You know, some, sure. people, some people hoard money. I mean, I've met people like oh, that yeah. too. Uh, some people spend it like... Uh, it's going out of style. Burning a hole in their pocket. Yep. And, uh, you know, if, if you can't have, you know, both people on board with, you know, the spending habits, then you're, you're bound to have problems in, in that Blow area ups. of the relationship, right. uh, which obviously, you know, can snowball into other stuff, right? You can end up with more problems than just finances, you know, if... If you start being dishonest about money because you're getting hell for it or something in the way you Gambling spend, too and then much. you can have trust issues too many or hunting clothes companies. Do what? Too many hunting clothes companies. Catalogs. Oh, like yeah, that, that that's might, not a thing. That might be a problem. <laughs> that's not a thing at all. <laughs> it's not a thing of too many hunting clothes companies. When you uh, provide food for your family, there, there's no. Uh, can't put a price tag. You on can't that. put a price tag on that because I mean, what's <laughs> what is beef? What is beef right now? Uh, I mean, fifteen dollars a pound for a ribeye. You ever had a venison Do tenderloin? Do you know how much a butcher's apron is? A lot cheaper than some sick of gear. Absolutely not. Yeah. Well, what are you going to butcher, though? You have a butcher's apron, but then where are you going to get the meat? Whatever. I'm just... Exactly. <laughs> so there's no... If Other it, hunting gear you are. So a venison, yeah. a venison backstrap is the flame and yawn of a deer, and it is the most healthy cut of meat you can physically and mentally ingest in your body. How can you so mentally ingest it? It's a, it's a whole experience. It's like when you... Are you meaning like shooting it and like all of that? Well, that too. Yeah, that's mentally uh, very spiritual there's for some, me. That's what. But no, when you're when you're eating like it though, there's some mentally like things going on here. <laughs> we'll just say that because <laughs> <laughs> that makes about as much sense. <laughs> you men. And, and we're also we're also supposed to be on. Uh, this is a, a relationship podcast, not Jesse fantasizing about being in the woods podcast. <laughs> it's a good fantasy. <laughs> well, you need to zip your pants back up because we're still talking about relationships. I, now, I have a relate. I have a relationship with the that. deer woods. That's for damn sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, we know what you're doing in your hunting blind. <laughs> you can't whip it out in a tree stand. I've tried. Trust me. <laughs> 
<laughs> all those layers of hunting clothes. <laughs> yeah. They get in the way. Yeah, it's like a monkey fucking a football, reaching for two inches of pecker through three inches of clothes. It doesn't work. <laughs> he grabs the Vaseline when he heads out hunting. Hashtag. Just like, what are you doing? He's like, this is my deer rub. Hashtag uh, Father Carlson on that one. He didn't say monkey fucking a football. He said monkey humping a football. But, yeah. So, uh, back to relationships. Hey, you were talking about Vaseline and deer rub. Come on now. That's just uncalled for. Sure getting I'm talking about a tree stand and hunting deer, a majestic animal. And You're talking, talking about, about Vaseline. Relationship. Yeah, relationship. Relationship. That's good struggles. for... You've got a majestic animal right over there. Are sure you ready do. for another relationship struggle yet? Should sure I do. I mean, if, you, if you're not going to treat her right, I know somebody that refers to her as their queen. Yeah, they're... They're, I mean, it, I love to be somebody's queen. In every in every Listen, relationship, check out check out the Facebook page because right on there it says you're my queen. So you, if you haven't seen that yet, you've got your yeah, own either, fans. Yeah, you do have a fan on the Facebook page. If anybody Is hasn't it, checked, it might that be out your yet. only fan. Not your only fans, but your only fan on our page. <laughs> but if you're interested. <laughs> <laughs> 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> Shit, five bucks is five bucks. Motor boating. Motor boating. There we go. Oh, For the number shit. one fan of Tasha listening, hit that Patreon account. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. Yeah, we're not putting that on our Patreon. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump to uh, I'm gonna, actually I'm gonna, that topic gonna... that we were just talking about, uh, and this is a relationship thing. I didn't see that. Uh, I do believe in relationships that uh, all partners involved need to have their own form of relaxation or their 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 own time to reflect and uh you know like tasha uh she does like to dabble in the garden uh the garden of green she is a green queen uh so i'm two queens today you are two queens um that's kind of her time to that's her alone time that's her her time to relax and zone out and just recenter and yeah, me with the Vaseline and the deer blind, that's kind of my my time to, you know, zone out. And I, I do I do believe that couples do need hobbies to do on their own. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've talked about this many times, Tosh and I, and I was like, Tosh, you need a you need a hobby, you need a girls' night out with Jessica, you know, go out to dinner once a week. Uh it would be good for the both of you. Um, you know, have a craft night, you know, stuff that she likes to do. Um, it all sounds good until it's time to do it. Then it's like, oh. Yeah, she is a homebody. So, but, uh, I, Jessica, you need to come like to, to the house here. to do craft nights. So, <laughs> Megan, you can jump on board with her and do some crafts. Along those lines, though, is, is both people, again, <laughs> have to be on board with that. <laughs> Correct. You know, Correct. Where, where if you're like, yeah, hey, Tasha, go... You know, go have craft night with Jessica or whatever, and, mm-hmm. and go pecker peeping or whatever. Like, that's what <laughs> I to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and she's like, okay, cool. And she does that. And then you're like, hey, Tasha, I'm going to go hang out with Matt. And she's like, 
the fuck you are. Right. You know, no, you're staying in. Right. Well, that's a problem. Right. right. That needs so, to be a, a mutual. I never. No, I, you would never. Just, there, there's, there's people in general that that. I was just doing yeah. the, the flip side, you know. Right. I just got to get that in there. About. I'm like. Right. I, I, have, I have a couple go, different friends. Yeah, the same I, thing. You know. Yeah. In all fairness, Tasha has said many times, like, take Jesse back up north with you, like, please. Done. <laughs> Let's do it. But and Megan's like. The fuck you are, unless I'm staying down here. She's staying here. No, but yeah, I I I have a quite a few friends. You two would say that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I have quite a few friends though that they they have that kind of relationship, and I won't even call it a relationship, but where uh subject whether it's he or she one's allowed to they go and do whatever the hell they want because that's their hobby that's their time they're doing their shit while the other one's at home whether they're taking care of the kids or they're doing homely stuff uh and and then when when partner x wants to go and be like hey i'm gonna go and do this well who's taking care of the kids because i'm gonna go and do this and it's like no You've yeah. been doing this three nights a week, and I'm staying at home with the kids, or I'm staying at home, allowing you to go out and do that. Then there needs to be an equal mutual. You know, if you got one night a week for, you know, if you're bowling or something like that, then you should have one night a week to go do craft night. Or right. if you're going out to dinner with your friends, then I'm going out to the bar to watch the game with my friends on this night. You know, it should be a it should be a 50-50 comprehension and a It shouldn't a good even split. be a question. It shouldn't a, even be a deal. Yeah. You shouldn't even have correct. to talk about it. It should just be, a comprehension. you want to do something, go Com- do something. Comprehension. That's, that's not the correct word. She said comprehension. No, she didn't. No, you didn't. did. No, did I? Yeah, yeah. you did. I don't even remember that. <laughs> do we have you're not the, comprehending what's going on. Do we have the replay? <laughs> yeah, Can you throw the flag? <laughs> Red flag? <laughs> Megan, did I say comprehension? <laughs> yeah. Was it after Matt said comprehension? And no, I just repeated no. it? I said it shouldn't be a question. You. It should just be... It should have been a compromise, but you said comprehension. Like, you do what you want to do, I do what I... Like, people do what they... Allegedly. I mean, <laughs> if so facto... <laughs> Hey, off topic again, Matt. I'm trying to like keep people on topic, and you're you're just picking fun at me right now. Right. Well, this is this is one of those relationship struggles where people are in denial about the things they say that you know. Is this our relationship? Yeah. Okay. You're you're affecting the outcome of. I'm gonna listen to this podcast before we air it, and I might uh, edit it out and put (laughs) compromise. (laughs) I'm saying might do this because I don't 100%. Think that I said comprehension, but I am comprehending it right now. The, that yeah. I probably should have not said comprehension, and I probably should have compromised. You so, should stop saying the same word so many times in sentences. Is what you should do. So, yeah, but I'm not slurring any of them, so I'm pretty on point I right now. I think you might have slurred that comprehension. I think she's slurring something. On that same topic, no, though, not, of the kids and going out and doing stuff, that was actually a big issue with Megan and I years ago when the kids were younger. Yeah, you know where I would go to work, and I can admit this, and I didn't really see it at the time, you know, but I went to work, and I was working usually six days a week, and on the pole, I'd get up in the morning, you know, and leave as the kids were kind of getting up and getting ready, and I might talk to her during the day, and she's telling me, you come home, and, and 
you know, discipline, you know, kid X, Y, or Z because they were, you know, fucking off that day or whatever. Not or F, Q, and F because he has like 12 of them. What? Kids. Six. Six. <sighs> okay. At any rate. So <laughs> talking to talk. Yeah, right. You hear yourself? You hear yourself okay? Can y'all hear me? Check, check, mic two. Any of you that are parents have had that kid that's like ready to fall asleep and they're just like jabbering out nonsense to stay awake. That's kind of what Jesse's doing right now. Is that what Mama Jones dealt with? Oh yeah. She dealt with all kinds of shit. But no, I uh and Bob, Bobby was the one trying to put you to sleep, and you wouldn't go to sleep, probably. Yeah. But I was certainly guilty of not valuing um, her time at home with the kids the same as I was looking at my time at work. Um, as? As, like, valuable time. No, as it was work, so it didn't. Count. Right, so I was working, and you know she would she would say to me like, uh, "I I need a, a break," you know. And in my mind, I was younger. And, and you're like, and "You've been like, on no, break I all need day." A break. Wrong, I've been at work. Right, I'm like, I've been at fucking work all day. Like, right. you know, you're, <laughs> fucking you're, you're fucking. But in my mind, yeah. it's like. You're at the house all day. Like, how fucking bad can it be? It can right? be bad. so relaxing with five kids. It was so fucking relaxing. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, like you know, I didn't, I didn't realize it at the time. You didn't comprehend. Now you're using your words correct. You like that? Good job, Jesse. You're welcome. Tasha, can we get him like an apple or a star sticker? I'll be her. I'll be. I'll be her all week. Give him a gold star. I'm pretty sure uh, I used it in context last time. But right? I think that, that that can certainly cause problems in relationships, too. Oh, absolutely. In in not, you know, valuing your partner's time the same, right? Because right. to me, going to work was a job at that time. And staying home with kids and taking care of the house, that wasn't a job, uh, you know, was just how I viewed it. And so do you know why? Well, it was kind of skewed, I think, if I look back on it. No, like, no, I know why. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, as a kid, I think I just viewed it as she made everything look so easy. Like, she would do a little bit of stuff here and there throughout the day, but she had a lot of downtime. And there was way fewer kids at home. Obviously, at that time, she was dealing with two versus... You know, dealing with five, uh, you know, and and we were a little bit older too, so that was part of it. Versus having little you know, little ones. little little ones, right? Which and I a lot of them. I don't remember being you know two years old, three years old, and the chaos that ensued from that. Right. Um, and so I'm sure that subconsciously that probably impacted my thought on it a little bit more. Um, I think it, it it stems deeper than that. it gets back into our uh, conversation a couple podcasts ago about uh, the success and the financials of it. I think society has uh, stemmed us in that if you're doing a job that doesn't make money for the household, then you're not really doing a job. So if husbands at work all day making money 
and wife's at home taking care of the kids, that doesn't necessarily make money. We just it saves money, but it but you 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 view it as two different things. Is well, you're the breadwinner of the family because you make all the money and and provide, even though mom's job is just as fucking hard, if not harder, dealing right. with all the kids, doing the laundry, doing everything like that. So, but in society's aspect of it, because everybody bases success or uh, moral human value on money. So I think that kind of stems too to where that mentality comes from is, oh, you're at home taking care of the kids. You're not really working, even though you are working Right, you're right. Two times harder than you're contributing in a different way than financially. Right, I can see where society definitely oh, 100%. puts more value on, and I think that stems back hundreds and hundreds of years where, you know, typically men went to work and women right. stayed right. home. Right. Yeah. And so we had to break out of that mentality of. When the wife's at home taking care of the kids, that's actually a fuck ton of work, especially with five kids at home. Mm-hmm. Running a household, I mean, I have a, I have a, I have quite a few friends that are, are teachers, uh, that are teachers right now, um, you know, college friends and high school friends and everything like that, and they're teachers. And I've been approached many times by them, being like, hey, you have enough credits from college to where you can be a substitute teacher. And I'm like, absolutely not. I don't want to go and deal with kids all day and manage kids because that's a hassle. Same thing if you got five kids in a household and you're dealing with getting them up, getting them breakfast, making sure they're clean clothes before they it's go to kids school. kids to have a daycare license. Right, getting them, getting them on the school bus and then you get that four or five hours of where everybody thinks it's downtime to relax because they're at school. Well, no. Now you got to clean their bedrooms and clean the house and make sure there's food ready when they get home and, and uh, you know, have dinner on the table. And then all of a sudden they pour in at three, four o'clock. And now you have to entertain them for an hour or two before husband gets home. And what's husband going to expect? Husband's going to expect food on the table and clothes down and everything like that. I mean, that's a 100% full-time manual labor job. Yeah. Well, you know. know, we had, you know, the other added layer that we had, and, and I actually remember talking to my mom about this because she used to do it too. I remember being a kid and, uh, you know, I was, you know, probably no surprise, a bit of a troublemaker. Uh, you? No way. <laughs> And so sometimes yeah, you see where I get it from now. Sometimes, you know, mom would hand out punishment and sometimes you would fuck up real bad. And in which case you got to wait, wait till, till your dad, dad got home. home. Yeah. Okay. Which we've and talked about this before and that's, <laughs> that's a raw deal for dad. It is. And so, uh, I had never thought of it that way until I was living it. And I never uh, thought about it until we talked about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, Megan would have a rough day with the kids. She'd call me at work and be like, you need to deal with this when you get home. No, no. What was it? Do you know what your son did? And it's like, oh, now it's not our son. It's (laughs) your son. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I I never did 
that. No. Uh, in general, most people say that. We you guess that. what your we kid did. We do that jokingly a lot, you know. Uh, but I'd get home, and so here I am walking the door. I've been gone all day, you know. Busting your ass in the coal mines. It's almost, it's, it's almost bedtime for the kids. And now... Daddy's got to whip out some ass their whooping. First, their first interaction with me when I get yes. home is... Me I'm put your foot up your ass. Off. Right. And, and part of it was me being pissed off that she just didn't deal with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And part of it was me pissed off that they had done whatever right. X, Y, or Z was. Shenanigans they and, got into you. You know, so after, you know, a few times that happened and it was kind of like, this is kind of bullshit, you know? Uh, and she said, well, they listen to you better. We, we had different parenting styles. Right, in that they probably uh, listen though because you're the authority figure, the ass whooping. Well, yeah, and there was there was if she was the ass whooping type. Then well, they, they were with they would her definitely... more often. Well, and yeah, she, okay. kids know the entire how. Entire day beating kids' asses, <laughs> literally. But, yeah, we're gonna add it add that out of the podcast because you can't do that nowadays. Yeah. But even though them what little fuckers, <laughs> them fuckers did deserve it, <laughs> right? So, you know, but a and lot we of times, grew up getting foots put on our asses and look how we turned out. We're golden. Exactly. Yeah. So she would a lot of times say, oh, I'll use Matthew because Matthew was notorious for getting in trouble. He'll be like, Matthew. Wait, you... isn't he the only one of the kids that listens to the podcast? Uh, no, I don't think so. Does Nick? Uh, yeah, I don't, I'd have to ask for sure, but Bella's listened to it. Okay. Uh, but at any rate. Yeah, but you get, Bella's an angel, so you can't uh, like, you know. Right. Matthew, you're getting it right now. So, Matthew was always trying to buck the system in some way, shape, or form. And Megan. Takes after his God-given name. notorious for. Matt Jones. For saying, I'm going to count to three. You better knock that shit off. Yeah. Right? And she'd be like, one, two, three. Right? Mm-hmm. But he's still doing it. And she won't whoop his ass. She didn't follow through. Yeah. And, and he, so he caught kids, on to that. The kids learned that. Yeah. Where with me, there was a couple of times where it was like, I'm a cop three. And I'd say, one. Gone. They'd keep doing it. And I'd swat him on the ass. <laughs> and it was like... You said three. You didn't even get to three. And I'm like, you know what? I should have had to get to one. Yeah, right. All right? I already told you to stop. Now you need to stop. Leave your brother alone or whatever it was he was doing. Right? And so, for me, there wasn't a question of, like, am I going to get to three and he's going to punish me or whatever? He knew right. that there was going to be some coming. repercussion. I learned real quick that swatting Matthew on the ass was not the best thing for oh, Matthew. Yeah. Matthew could care less. Right. That kid hated the corner. And so, there you go. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Right. Well, they yeah, learned... Pedal, pedal back real quick. I was the smart-ass kid that they would say, I'm going to count to three. And mom would go, one. And I'd instantly go, two. <laughs> and her eyes would get this big and I'd fucking tuck and run. So I was like, "Yep, I knew it was coming." But I, I had to, yeah, I had to be that smart ass though that she was like, "I'm gonna count to three, one, and I'll be like two, 
Got so, you. Gone. Rilo was probably three, maybe. And I told her one day, I was like, you're really pushing my buttons. Dude, she turned her ass around. It was like, beep, beep, beep. Oh. <laughs> she pushed your buttons. Yeah. Did Literally. You, did, Literally. Did, did, did like, you push your foot in her ass? I laughed because... <laughs> That's the worst, though. I, it what was, do you do? Yeah, yeah like, I know. I that is true. Like, There's dog money and Woody. Yeah. I remember one time... Like, uh, like you'd be proud that they were quick yeah. enough. I remember one time uh, we were younger and, you know, my dad's big thing was, I'm going to take off the belt oh, and, yeah. and paddle your ass with it. Well... Glenn, older brother, and myself had gotten our asses paddled many times with it, and he sat all three of us down, and I, I was probably 12-ish, something like that, so Glenn was 15, 16, Nick was three years younger, um, and he never really got the repercussions of the bad things, and we were all doing bad shit together, and dad gets home, and he goes... All right, boys, he goes, I'm about ready to take off my belt buckle or I'm going to unbutton my belt. And my little brother, Nick, you know, cute little fucking kid, not anymore, but it was like, but dad, won't your pants fall down? And, you know, me and Glenn are sitting here shaking, terrified, like we're about to get our asses paddled. And dad, he just, he went like this and he just turned around and fucking walked away. <laughs> like he was he was laughing, but we didn't know he was laughing. We didn't know like, oh shit, is he getting a bigger belt? <laughs> right. You know? And then we realized later, like, he like either he, he touched dad's heart or, you know He was gonna lose it, so he walked yeah. away so he didn't see yeah, it. Yeah, because it was the it was the cutest fucking thing. But dad, won't your pants fall down? Because he's like, I'm about to take my belt off, boys. But won't your pants fall down? Right. And he just turned around and walked away, and I was like, oh, shit, we're in big trouble now. He's going to get a fucking two-by-four right now or a baseball bat. Right. And Nick, he had no clue. You know, he was, you know, seven, eight years old. Like, do-do-do. Yeah. So well, the, so the other, the other problem that, you know, Megan and I had relationship-wise with the kids that was always a big issue, uh, I think far more so for me... Um, than what it was for her, but it drove me absolutely batshit crazy. If I said, Matthew, get your ass in the corner, okay? And he's in the corner, when can I come out? Well, you asked me that, well, you just bought yourself some more time. Yep. That was my response. Like, I'll let you know when you can get out. Well, then... I'd get to do something. I know he's still in the corner. He's going to sit there and learn his damn lesson. Did you make him stand you know, or sit? Megan would be like, you know, he'd be like, Megan, can I get out of the corner? Yeah. And so she had done that several times. And I'm like, listen, you don't get good, to undo my punishment. Right. Yeah. That's not how this works. If Especially if you want me to discipline them. When they're not listening to you. Mm -hmm. Because now you've painted me as the asshole in their minds. And I always felt like growing up that my mom was the nicer of the two and my dad was the dick of the two. And that was exactly why. And I called my mom and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. And she's like, what's that? And I said, the way you did dad when we were kids was bullshit. And she was like, 
excuse me, what? And I'm like, I'm living it right now and it's not cool. Right. All right. The last thing I want to do after working all day is come home and have to fucking be the dictator and hand out punishment to the kids for crimes that occurred when I wasn't even here. Because now they look at me like I'm the asshole. Just like we used to look at dad as being the bigger jerk when we were kids. He handed out stiffer punishment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And part of that was probably because he just got done working a 12 hour shift. <laughs> Something startled the dogs. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, you know, that that ended up, you know, where you know, Megan and I had to have, you know, actual conversations about, you know, that aspect of things and like, we've got to be on the same page as far as discipline goes. And it took a lot of fights with her and I over it before it got to the point where we actually sat down and had some common ground conversations about right telling where i was coming from with my perspective understanding her frustrations of being home alone with all of them like ganging up on her all day long right um and you know to me that's a huge thing and that is one thing that my parents did right they said you know first of all the kids ain't never going to come between us uh and they made it clear to us kids like you're not going to drive wedges between me and your mom because one day you guys are going to be grown and gone and out of the house and we're going to be old and lonely if right. we let right. you guys split us apart. Right. And we're not going to do that. We're going to be together when it's all said and done. So you guys need to figure this shit out. Right. And, um, you know, Megan and I had to figure that shit out ourselves with kids, you know, blending a family together and the, sure. the issues that existed there. and. Right. and yeah, I think where my parents probably had it easier is, is both of us had, uh, you know, outside people interjecting shit in. Uh, you know, my biological father was dead and gone, so he wasn't over here like, oh, you don't have to listen to, to Jim. So my dad was just my dad. Sure, he wasn't sure. this stepdad named Jim, right? Uh, well, we know where where oh. Megan and I had to, <laughs> too. Megan and I had to deal with a lot of that, and and you know I've heard the stories from you guys too with dealing with similar things with with the boys with having another parent, you know, trying to create those wedges. Yeah. You know? Right, it right. Tasha and I have real long. yeah. Tell real long. we've we've had many debates. I guess you would say. Yeah. Arguments, maybe, on, but on a lot of things on parenting style, on, but also the. Co-parenting with other, it's not been easy. Mm-mm. It's, it's not, not been fun. It's not well, and I've fun. I've met couples too, and and this one just is mind-boggling to me. Where I've met couples before, where one of them's got a kid and the other doesn't, and it's like you can't discipline my child, and it's like, well, what do you mean? Your child, if we're together, right? All right, that's that's our child for one. Um, but two, you don't get to expect me to play parent. If you in all other aspects, don't get to play parent. Right, but then you're gonna tell me I can't discipline that child, and I've seen that before, and it's just like it makes me wish that I had hair, just so I could pull it out, because it's like. What been, do you mean? It's been gone for a long time. Like, 
either either you want them to help parent your child, you know, in that relationship, which means the good, the bad, and the ugly, because there's no such thing as just this gravy train of having a kid, right? There's there's ugly times of being a parent. Uh, a lot of them. <laughs> and there's good times. But you can't you can't say, and, and I'm not saying you did this, I'm just using you as an example. You can't say to, to Jesse, you know, don't you dare discipline Braxton, uh, and then turn around two days later and be like, Oh, it's Fall Harvest Pumpkin Patch Day. Let's go do family pictures at the pumpkin patch. Like, no. You, you don't just get to, like, have somebody play parent on the days that when it's, it's convenient good for, you. for you. Yeah. Either they're going to be on that ride with you and you guys are going to do it together. Right. Right. Or or what the fuck are you even doing? Right. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're going to be involved in the, in the kid's life and you're going to play, well, you know, acting dad role... And providing for the kid, and and you know, and and responsible for his upbringing, then yeah, you should have a mutual respect, a mutual agreement on how you're going to discipline and how you're going to raise them at the same time. Right. We 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 dealt with some, you know, Braxton. You know, our our oldest. Uh, Tosh had full custody of him, and so we we had him all the time, and so that was a... He was an easy child. He was an easy child, uh, and and I feel that I got to instill a lot of, like, my upbringing, uh, which was different than Tosh's upbringing, and we, we had our debates on, you know, how each of us were brought up. Someone thinks we're peeing right now. Are you peeing in front of me? No, but filling that he, cup he out just, it sounds like it. He just whipped it out. <laughs> but uh, it, Braxton was was definitely a lot easier uh, because we had him full-time. Carson, on the other hand, uh, lived full-time with his biological father. And we got him every other weekend. And that was majority of our... You know, we've talked about it. it it's the only thing we ever... Yeah. Fight about. Yeah, when we talked about. about it in the last podcast about how Tosh and I like uh, we we bicker <laughs> and we have little issues and everything like that, but they were not like we don't ever fight. We we never fought, but the only time we have actually ever fought was on the discipline of her youngest child, uh, for the simple fact of Tasha felt that since we only got him every other weekend. Uh, that she wanted to, you know, time to be good times. Time to be good times. Don't want to come over and and be on restriction for two days. Correct. And they were mostly rough. Yes, and 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 he he had an upbringing that he was in twenty four seven minus the four days a month that we had. He had an upbringing where he could do whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted, because that's how he was being raised. Yeah, and so when he came over here, that's tough. That's to that that that's not how I was raised. That's not how Tasha was raised, and she wanted to make the best of that time. And I'm still thinking that if I'm co-parenting and acting as a father figure, which we've talked about before, of not actually being a father, and I and I've thought about that before. Like, am I being too hard? Am I because it's not actually my child, even though I 
mentally adopted both of them. Right. Uh, I think that a, a father's role in somebody's life, and this is just based on strictly my grandfather to my father, my father to me and my brothers, my uncles to my cousins. So my mentality was I want to raise them as the most respectable hardworking and best human beings that they could possibly be. Mm -hmm. And when you get somebody that comes over and he's running down that path of being a irresponsible, non-respectable human being, lazy human being, it's my job to try to instill those values. And so we've had many, many arguments about even though we only have them four days out of the month, I still want to try to instill those values in him. Right. And kind of fighting a losing battle. Oh, I, 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 like it for a, and I like it for a lot of years. I, like, and, and that's the, the, the majority of the fights that Tasha and I have had over the past 10 years was me trying to raise him to be a, a good human being that I feel that I am and that I feel that we raise Braxton to you. Yeah. And it, uh, you know, nothing makes me more proud than when, you know, he's 18 now and. <laughs> and he has like come full circle and he sees how he treated us and how he acted. Right. And he's turned into that responsible young man. No, I listen, that is is definitely one of the best feelings when you're a parent, right? (laughs) It's like you feel like, fuck, I did something right because there's so many years where you're like, what the fuck am I I even doing (laughs) here? Nothing I do seems to work. And then one day it's like, oh, this works. Holy shit, that's loud. Who knew that was going to happen, huh? <laughs> yeah, one day something happens and all of a sudden you're like, wow, their perspective just flipped. They yeah. just realized all these things. Right. No, I love that. Like when, when the kids call me for advice or, you know, like when Nick and Kaylee started seeing each other and she was struggling with some stuff and he was like, hey, calls me up and he's like, can we come over so you can talk to Kaylee? And I'm like, okay, like about what? And he's like, well, she just needs someone to talk to. And, you know, I told her what a good listener you are. And like, you're really good at coming up with advice to help with things. And just thought that she would need help from you know, talking to you. And I'm just like, (laughs) yep. Yep. Yeah. You guys can do that. Mm -hmm." Man up. You know, like get off the phone. Like, did you need to walk away afterwards? uh, Megan, can you pinch me real quick? Right. Right. She's like, why? And I'm like, I just want to make sure I'm not like dreaming, you know, like I got the kids calling me saying I'm a good listener and, and have good advice, like, 
where the fuck did that come from? Because for 18 years, I couldn't do shit right. <laughs> right. You know? And I mean, yeah. like, you had a good belt whipping. <laughs> right, yeah. So, but I remember, you know, it, it also made me remember that time in my life when, like, that switch was kind Flip. of flipped. Right. Of, like, knowing everything. Because I hit... I, th- I, I thought you still... Yeah. I thought you still do. I hit 15. Yeah. 50. And, and you knew I it all. was fucking Einstein. Yes. <laughs> all right. And by probably, it was right around like 22, I was like, I don't know nothing. I don't know shit. <laughs> what? 22? I don't know. You know and then, it wasn't until I met Tasha that I realized that. Yeah. Really, yeah. When she let you know that you don't know shit. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So I think it's when she cut the balls out and put it in the purse and I was like, Yep, I don't know shit. Right. But that and that that's definitely probably a great place to wrap up, right, on the positive sides of of parenting and, and having those moments where, you know, you realize that all of those stressful days and, and anger and like right everything else and feeling like you couldn't do anything right and it's then not just parenting it's like relationship and in in a, a teamwork yeah aspect but, of parenting but finally having that moment where it's like it all makes sense okay clicked, like, something clicked and it wasn't all for nothing because there's certainly those days we did something right <laughs> yeah. in parenting where you're like what the fuck am I doing what am I even doing <laughs> because nothing works yeah and then it's like huh it did something work something clicked awesome it right hurt all so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna end on that high note uh and uh yeah hopefully this wasn't uh a complete and utter shit show. Um, Sorry about that. That it was for a, a period of time. <laughs> but at uh, any rate, uh, join us again. Maybe we'll do some more uh, relationship stuff. Maybe we won't. Um, who, who knows? <laughs> maybe maybe next time around we'll be talking about Jesse's divorce that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> no, you know? oh, I forgot wait about that. Wait wait no, no, possibly uh, Jesse won't be here, and it's widowed Tasha. So, uh, and, until uh, next time, Golden Gods out. out.